0: It makes your day-to-day easier and gives you the freedom to focus on what really matters, your future.
1: Grow your business without the grind in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.
0: In a real human conversation, if I was making fun of you, for example... I could be laughing while I'm making fun of you and that's a layered conversation like I'm saying you look ridiculous and I'm laughing at you yes and in slack there's no way to do that in the same message and so I do like the idea of being like here's what I'm saying and here's how I'm feeling about what I'm saying Uh which is I'm laughing at you everybody welcome to the show this is brave new work a podcast about reinventing our organizations and the search for a more adaptive and human way of working i'm aaron dignan and i'm joined by my laughing co-host rodney evans
1: <laughs> you're laughing hi hi everyone. no you are no you are
0: on today's episode we're going to talk about emojis and how they've become a part of the language of work but before we get into emojis and start putting them on everything let's check in
1: I'm so excited to talk about emojis by the way. I have Me too. very strong opinions about all of this. Okay. So, we're going to do a check-in round. It's like our own verbal emoji kind of. I made that up. Anyway, um <laughs> our check-in question for today because tomorrow is Aaron's birthday. We're recording this on Monday the 19th. Tomorrow is December 20th, during which Aaron will turn. Can I say how old you are?
0: Why not? It's on Wikipedia.
1: <laughs> okay, great. Aaron will turn 43 years old. So old. So, um, our yeah. check in question for today is What's your birthday wish, old man?
0: Mm. You mean besides world peace and, and all no, that? No, nothing
1: boring. Just you yeah. personally, like just be gross about it.
0: Just be so gross about it. Yeah. Well, first of all, as I think I mentioned to you when we were together in New York, I'm going for gamey meats tonight. So Tonight, I'm very excited about that. There's there going to be some elk or
1: whatever. Yeah.
0: And who knows what else might happen. There could be rattlesnake. Who knows? <laughs> it's going to be a wild night gross. for a wild birthday. Yeah. It might be a little gross. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, like, I think my birthday wish for this year, and I'm trying to make this happen, but is to have like the kind of morning where you do all the habits that you wish you had. Mm. Like if you start rattling off all the stuff you wish you did every day. I have not done a good job historically of making sure that stuff actually happens because I kind of roll out of bed and get right to work. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to have a a, a 2023 and a 43rd year. By the way, my age always matches the year. Like you can guess.
1: This is really disappointing to me because when I came to that realization the other day, it only occurred to me that it was this year. I didn't think about the fact that it's all the years. Because I was
0: born 10 days before the break of the 80s. And so like, yeah, it's always like one, one, two, two, three, three. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um, I want to have a year where it's like yeah I'm doing all these things that are like for me like me things mm. like stretching and making a good breakfast and taking a walk and planning my day and da, 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 da. never done any of that well my birthday wish is to actually do that stuff well this year the list is so long though I worry that my work day is going to be from like 2 to 6 p.m.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like mostly rituals
0: yeah, yeah yeah It's it's like a lot there's a lot there <laughs> It's a backlog yeah. <laughs> from 43 years of not doing it.
1: Yeah, you might not be What's, able to like work I don't know how it. to throw
0: this question back you at you. You don't
1: have to. I've got it. I'm going to do all the parts.
0: You do all the work.
1: Okay, great. My birthday wish for you is that I do all the work. No, I get to have a birthday wish for you too.
0: Oh, okay, great.
1: That's how this works. Great. I, I feel like you are not good at birthdays just based on this check-in question.
0: We've talked about it over sushi.
1: Uh-huh, we did. Yeah. So my birthday wish for you... I hope you have a super relaxing day and like a fun day. But also, Mm. I just hope that your 43rd year is like more of a balance of stuff that you really, really, really like Mm. and less stuff that you feel like you should do. Right. Yeah. Less should stuff in 2023 and more wanna stuff in
0: 2023. Awesome. Be more selfish. That feels indulgent just to hear it.
1: Oh well, it's it. I, I wished it, and so be it. So it is.
0: Yes, <laughs> from your lips <laughs> to whatever's ears. <yours.
1: laughs> exactly. So uh, okay, that's it. Happy birthday! Thank you. I'm gonna do a reading. I'm gonna play you a birthday song. It's gonna be wild. Yeah. Your present's what? gonna be really late, but it's gonna be special. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't usually do a lot, folks. I don't celebrate a lot. I don't get a lot of calls. So Rodney is messing with me.
1: I'm only t- I'm trying to manifest it.
0: And and seems like it's going to work.
1: Okay, thanks. We are legion. We're
0: off to a good start. Happy birthday. We are legion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so today's topic, and I would have put a poop emoji on that, is emojis and different ways of communicating at work. And I guess I want to start with a bit of background. So, I want you, if you don't mind, to tell everyone how we currently use emojis and reactions at the Ready. Mm. And what role or roles do you think they play in our work OS?
1: Yeah, we use emojis so much. I mean, I don't really have a basis <laughs> for comparison because it's been a it long time like a lot. since I worked somewhere else. But when I'm in clients' Slack instances or, you know, competitors, it doesn't seem like as much as we use them. And I really do feel like the Ready has its own language of emojis. So there's a spectrum of usage and it ranges from things that are very practical, like Eyeball emoji means I'm reading this or I've read this or I'm looking at it. Checkmark usually means like I did this to like the very emotionally supportive signaling of various colored hearts or, you know, prayer hands or when someone posts something about their lives or something meaningful of some kind. And then we also have a bunch that are somewhere in between those two ends of the spectrum that are more like, rituals like yes. when there's a sale there's like a gong emoji and
0: yes. you
1: know, smaller teams like like a couple of teams that I've been on have made custom emojis I made an emoji of a tater tot that was to indicate <laughs> when you were going to facilitate something so right. you know stuff like that like emojis play so many roles from many perspectives in many channels in our system
0: Yes, strong agree, and I love how many custom emojis we have. I think it's that's that's where the game gets varsity. It's really and not fun. basic.
1: They're so easy to make. Have you made Have you made any custom emojis? What were they?
0: Um, I have over the years. Yeah, my favorite one right now is on the murmur side of the fence. Early on, I think Ariel made a blue heart with the logo in it, and oh, so yeah, it became like this. It became like this way of doing like a heart type motion, like a thank you or a care. It's like a Care Bear. It's -hmm. like a little murmur Care Bear. And when someone drops it, like if someone's sick, you're getting that emoji. Uh Where it's like, oh, we love you, you know? Uh Um, And I I think that's a move that everyone should have. Like you need a heart with your color or your mark on it. So it can be like a team asset. I played a role in the creation of a custom emoji at the Ready which is the Colin
1: I mean uh, truly emoji. my favorite of the custom emojis. Put in the show notes. Ever our colleague Colin was caught in a photograph at a retreat in which every other person in the image is smiling and Colin is doing like a side-eye angry face which if you know Colin is not Particularly a, in character with his very general unusual vibe. Face. He is, like such a nice, easygoing, smiley <laughs> human being. And like the camera just caught him at this moment. And now I just use it for when I'm judging someone. I just like slap yes. a Colin on there when I'm like, Shh, I don't like what you're saying right Mm-mm. now. Yeah, this is making me angry. <laughs> angry, like angry Colin.
0: Yeah, it's so good. It's stunning. Yeah. That's Have a you, what, good one. what's the last custom one you made?
1: Um, I, I can't remember. I don't know if I've made one since Tater Tot. Okay. Other ones that emerged in that same team were the Corn, which is like this little magical oh. unicorn for when Allie does something smart. We have one of Jake Peralta from Brooklyn Nine-Nine and the descriptor is smart for when someone does something smart. <laughs> um, and there's one other one that like comes up a lot and then Tater Tot. Anyway, but I haven't made one in a minute. I'm going to make I one after like the show.
0: I feel like custom emojis are one of those things at work, there's a lot of them like this, where it's great to do more of and you just forget that you can. Right. And you just kind of get back in the grind and you just don't remember that you have this power to create joy.
1: (laughs) I love it. So do you think that emojis are important? And are they more important because now we don't work in an office together?
0: Yes. Yeah. So I think, I mean, first of all, I should say that most of the emoji work that happens in my life happens in Slack, which is, you know, obviously a sponsor of the show. And we've been thinking about about ways to use Slack differently and better. And for me, because Slack is primarily text-based, it is devoid of tone. And it's devoid of emotional content where you like, Somebody says, I like that. And you're like, was that sassy? Was that serious? Mm-hmm. Was that happy? What, like, there's just no way to read between the lines. And so I find that the heavy emoji usage is a way to like bring emotion and human vibes back into the conversation mm-hmm. so that it doesn't feel like a chat bot. Because I find that in and of itself, just having a message feels tone deaf or tonally dangerous. And I use them certainly to respond to things to signal like my emotional reaction to the thing. But I also use them in messages, like without even without even putting them on as a reaction as a way to just punctuate what's going on with a little bit of tone or a little bit of vibe. And and honestly, sometimes I think I'm overdoing it. But to me, it helps to add that extra layer of information. And in some ways, I'm mad that there aren't more of them. Like Mm. I usually I'm looking to add very precise information. And then when I look at the options and it's like, oh, there's nothing like that, then I can't do what I want to do. My number one problem, by the way, just in this camp of problems.
1: Tell me what's missing.
0: So very routinely, you'll have a good metric like a sale or a number is going up or some steering metric is moving in the right direction or you want one to or whatever. And you're like, I want to post a picture of. Everything going up and to the right. Mm-hmm. And for some ungodly reason, the up and to the right chart emoji that Apple has decided is like the way we're going to do it is a red line.
1: Uh huh.
0: So it and feels it bad. It. Yeah, uh-huh. it feels negative. It's like this is a oh. red line with a dip in it. This doesn't vibe at all. And that's. Yeah, that's like one of those moments where I'm like, I want a more precise tool for the job huh. than this. This does not do it for me.
1: <laughs> I, When you were talking about the tone thing, I realized yeah. that I do that way more when I'm posting something to the attention of a very large group.
0: Mm, like I yeah, don't yeah,
1: yeah. use like inline emojis when I'm like DMing you. No,
0: no, no. Yeah. Okay. But
1: when I'm like posting at channel in general, I'm like, here's the tone I want you to hear this with.
0: Yeah, it's the equivalent of jazz hands. You're like, hey, everybody. Yeah,
1: I'm like, hey, everybody. I know you can't see my face right now, but it's smiling. Um, So, yeah, I feel like the bigger group, the like sort of more likely the messages to be misinterpreted in my estimation, the more I tend to do inline emoji. Mm -hmm. And... I also, particularly if I'm in like a crowded channel, I do like to use emojis just as like a signal of like, this is a new map, like just a visual break to be like, look at this. Like when I'm posting like a source update, I'll put like purple circles on each side of source update just to be like, hey, Like, there's a wall (laughs) of text here today. Hey, everybody, make sure that you see this one. So um, yeah, I do feel like they play a real variety of roles.
0: You know. You're like a print designer when you're doing that. Yeah. It's like, how are we going to lay out the cover Text of break. the New York Times? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah exactly. exactly.
1: I get so mad when I accidentally mess up the spacing and then on mobile it appears on like it breaks and my emojis are on two different lines. Oof.
0: So I have a piece of emoji data. We got some interesting data about emoji use from Slack. And I want to run a couple of things by you to get your read on why they are the way they are. Okay. Um, one of them was fifty three percent of respondents usually include an emoji when they message their colleagues, which tracks. I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about. But it says thirty percent never do with their boss.
1: Mm. What's up with that. Interesting. Well, I mean, my hottest of hot takes is like yeah. some corporate mask nonsense, where it's like <laughs> I don't like I don't have feelings that need to be conveyed mm. to my boss because I'm a robot and also that like yeah there could I'm just gonna project a whole bunch of shit onto this piece of data that's probably perfectly innocuous but I think part of it is that is like it feels too friendly or like too informal part of it is like I'm already hand wringing and fiddling to make the messaging itself like so sort of irrefutable or you know Mm -hmm. impossible to interpret incorrectly that I don't need emojis because I've already like really done fine tuned it thing um and then also i feel like i i don't know this could be controversial but a lot of times (laughs) in boss subordinate relationships there's also an age difference and i do think sometimes it can be a little bit like is this person who's older than me gonna like get this or interpret this emoji. And I just saw this Twitter thread where this guy who's probably like our age was asking his kid like about what emojis basically dated people generationally. And it was stuff that like you and I use all the time. And he was like, those are like elder millennial slash, Gen right. X people, you know, and I've been texting a lot with someone recently who's like 15 years older than me. And I really, I do sort of pause sometimes and think like, is he going to misinterpret mm. this Emoji for me, so I wonder if there's a little bit of a generational thing baked in there too. Those are my three. It
0: would be, I love that, and I think it would be super fun to create some kind of a visual chart of like emojis by generation, right? Like what are we using and where are we using them? I did learn from my team that, and I was very surprised to hear this, and you and I have talked about this I think once before, that like certain very innocuous emojis are actually offensive. To the younger generation in a way that I did not expect, where it's like if I put a smiley face like a regular fucking smiley face on a message to someone who's like young Gen Z, they might be like, whoa, shots fired. (laughs) Like, you know, (laughs) and all I'm saying is like, I'm happy with this work. So it's a minefield.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a fun (laughs) minefield.
0: Yeah, it is fun. Um, I use it anyway, by the way.
1: I definitely like,
0: I'm like, it's coming.
1: (laughs) You're just like, here's my smiley face. Deal with it. I'm ancient. Yeah,
0: sorry. Sorry for this microaggression (laughs) of my smiley face emoji.
1: You're like, I'm not going to learn. I refuse to learn.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I have bigger fish to fry on the DEI front. I'm going to let my emojis fly.
1: So we talked a little bit about custom emojis and reactions in a company Um, And like which ones we have at the ready. There's also an amazing one of Sam and every once in a while a conversation will circulate about what the Sam Sperlin face emoji means. And I maintain (laughs) that it either means mustache or hockey, though I don't think that that is technically what it's supposed to be. Anyway. Um, From the data, what we know is that over a third of French, Australian and German respondents agree that their company has its own quote unquote language of emoji for internal communications. This sentiment was higher in Asia than in Europe, which I just think is like interesting data. I'm curious, besides the custom emoji thing, either at Murmur or at the ready, what else do you notice in terms of sort of the language of emojis and what it signals or symbolizes?
0: Well, I think what I've noticed certainly at the ready at Murmur and at other companies, including Slack, that play more in asynchronous tools and play more in remote work tools, is that they do start to build more of a like semantic meaning and even like an operational or a process meaning over time. Mm. So the language can be as simple as like, oh, the Colin thing means that you're like being critical, but you're kidding that's a lot of communication in one little icon yeah. or I have like, I have a bird that's like popping me his head through the ceiling and it's kind of like for like something that's exciting, but like on the border of a little zany or like a little <laughs> too, too exciting. Um, and so I think there's that kind of meaning, but then there's a layer deeper than that that I've seen, which is like, this actually means something operationally or process wise. So I've heard, I think on our very first episode ever with Mike Brevort, we talked about how, Slack might use an emoji to signal that someone needs to do something or that yeah. something has been done or addressed. Right. We have a, um, there's an orange safety vest at in the emoji set, and we use that to signify safe to try. cute. So it would be like someone just clicks that and that's like a way of suggesting that something is okay with them. I think as they start to be attached with like, processes or meaning that goes beyond just an emotional meaning but actually an operational meaning that's where things get really interesting and i've even seen people use some of the workflow automation such that like when someone uses a certain emoji it actually triggers a certain flow of activity with the tool Mm. so it could be like if i emoji something in slack i want it to create a card for it in our product area and then that gets fed to the right person with a message
1: that's and cool. like,
0: that's, yeah, that's like full on automation. And in a, in a way I think that's like kind of a laziness factor. Like we can just, we can make things easier and more convenient for mm-hmm. ourselves and not have to write a book or yeah. like ask somebody to do something. You just click a button.
1: Yeah. It's just shortcuts. Yeah. Yeah. I do see a fair number of like, you know, things that get proposed and it's like thumbs, thumbs up for safe to try thumbs down for not. And things exactly.
0: Like
1: that. Yeah, I Yeah. That's I also simple stuff. Th- Thought about two other things that are probably more about my psyche than anything else. But um, I I feel like a thing that's true with the Ready is like you can see the prevailing social support by the quantity of emojis on something.
0: Uh, right, right, right. Yeah. This is the like, popularity contrast part.
1: Yeah. And not like, not like how many people emoji your happy birthday message. I'm not talking about that. Um, I'm talking about like when someone is like hey I'm thinking of doing this thing would yes. would you all be into it and like there's like you know the one person who always leaves an emoji yep. and no one else it's like everybody hates this
0: Right that's a signal it's like a They're quiet too signal nice
1: to say no thank you but yeah. if it's if it's crickets We should have a cricket emoji for like, I read this. I'm not ignoring it. I just don't like it. And I'm too nice to say so. I definitely noticed that that's a thing. And I'll see it through like something will seem from an emoji perspective to be unpopular. And then when it gets brought up again, it is in fact unpopular.
0: Right, (laughs) right. Oh, that's what happened. I totally agree with the phenomenon you just described. And in fact, it's one of the signals that I felt like we actually got self-management going correctly at the ready in a sense that like... There was a sense of autonomy and freedom about what we like and don't like because I have had many moments where I would post something that I thought was important, interesting or significant and had total emoji crickets. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, they don't oh, like that. Oh, they don't that. think so. <laughs> They're not in for that, you know? And like, there's no informal power here that's like going to make people emoji. Like, it's just, they don't like it.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're you're sending that one back to the kitchen. As anyone, as me or yeah. anyone else.
0: And yeah. I was like, okay, cool. So like that really, you know, like I'm crying inside, but I'm also like really happy because that means we did it.
1: Yeah, We like totally. have
0: a little bit of intellectual freedom here.
1: Yeah, and I think it's a thing where like, you know, I pay attention to, not emojiing something that I disagree with just because I'm supportive of the person. Because mm-hmm. it's like, this is not about this person. This is about what about they you. posted. And I think critically about that because people do look to see who has emojied what. And there is an assumption that, like, if I plus one something or I like raised hand something that somebody posts, that like I am in support of it, even if in my own mind, I'm like, oh, I just want them to feel supported. Yes. I just, You know, I just don't. So I think that's a, I think it's an interesting thing. The other thing that this is making me realize that I've truly never thought about before is I have such like a weird passive aggressive emoji habit, which <laughs> is, this is not for people that I don't collaborate closely with. So team, larger <laughs> team, please do not read into this because this is not a thing in public channels. But a thing that I know that I do in like DMs and private channels is when I'm annoyed I will just, like, use a thumbs-up. Uh-huh. And it's, like, there are people with whom, like, a thumbs-up is not a typical emoji. But it's sort of, like, your smiley face thing. I'm just, like, okay. Like, I have to to do something. And to me, a thumbs-up is literally the least I can do beyond nothing.
0: It's, like, okay, cool, guy.
1: It's, like... (laughs) Like, yeah, that's really cool. Thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or it's a, th- it to me, it's like, it's not even necessarily about the content. It's like, I don't want to be here. Right. But I have to be. And so yep. I'm going to do the least. And the least is a thumbs up emoji.
0: Yeah. If I Chuck Norris this, can I leave? <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, my dad knew him like pretty well. No, that's we'll great. We'll talk about that someday. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. That was. That was entertaining. I didn't realize I was so passive aggressive in emojis until right now.
0: Yeah. Don't Can go I back ask through you, your DMs
1: and look at what I up. It's just going to. Oh,
0: I'm, I'm aware. I was already aware emotionally and intuitively of what was going on there. You were? So,
1: yes. Good. Okay. Great.
0: Definitely. Um, definitely. I wasn't
1: until just now. I just discovered this for myself.
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> the rest of us have known for a while. You
1: could have told me. <laughs> You could have been like, I see your thumbs up. What is your problem right now?
0: All right. I want to get your opinion on something else emoji related. And it's sort of at the intersection of emojis and Jedi work. Okay. So not that long ago, like certainly within the last five years, they started to introduce skin tones. Yes. Into the emoji game. And you can default set your skin tone and do that or you can leave it yellow or whatever. What do you think about that? And how do you experience that?
1: Yes. I love it. And I also find it annoying that I can't make the face palm lady blonde because I don't have black (laughs) hair and I want a blonde one. But that's besides the point. I think it is only to say I have gotten so used to seeing the differentiation that now it feels weird to me when it doesn't exist. And I really like the fact that people can choose a icon that feels more representative of them than us all just being like we all have, you know, yellow thumbs, which like we don't. we're all
0: the Simpsons.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody here is a Simpson. I don't know. What do you think about it?
0: I well, first of all, I think it's great. I think it's actually a secret data source because if you think about like if you have good representation and a diverse team, and then you see a bunch of thumbs up emojis, you hopefully see a lot of variety. Uh-huh. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you might not have a super diverse team.
1: Could be. So like
0: there's some signal there that you could probably pull out if you looked at like all the Slack data around the world. I bet they could tell you some really interesting things about that. But no, I think it's I think it's really nice. And I actually am supportive of, like you said, more representation and customization throughout that experience. And I think it's funny that the tech companies have not made it so that you can do that that settings work at a meta level Mm, where it's like, I don't want to choose the color of every freaking finger. I want to be like, I am a dark haired white dude. And it's like, cool. We got your back. Like everything is defaulted to that. And then if you, you know, if if it turns out later that I want to pretend to be a dinosaur, like I can tell it and it'll adjust accordingly. It seems like we're in a world where that could and should be possible now.
1: Totally. To me, it's like an interesting question because I, I think it just shows like, the, not just the sophistication of the tool, but the sophistication in our use of the tool. Because like mm. when we start, you know, I started using Slack when I was at MG. So that was maybe 2014. And I don't think that there was a choice of skin tone then that I remember. Right, And right. it wouldn't have even occurred to me because it was so early in Emoji Land that like everyone looking like The Simpsons was like, "I'm sure. You know, yep. we had like five emojis and we were like, these ones, they're yellow. And so to me, it's like, it's, it's a reflection of the fact that emojis are their own language now that yes, we need yes. to have that kind of nuance in terms of the language that we speak.
0: We were also early in, I think, the modern Jedi movement as well. I mean, like, literally yeah. at that same time, you couldn't get anything but a pink Band-Aid at the CVS. Like, yeah. we definitely were not aware. And I think in the lifespan of Slack, we've gone from unaware to, like, actually having some optionality and some... Identity in the emoji space, and I think hopefully more to come. I'm super interested to see how emojis, as a body of characters, are governed mm. going forward, because it seems like they've been managed by like I don't know some product designers in the corner somewhere at Android mm. and iOS. But but in theory, like it could be quite a important thing to govern, yeah. Like what symbols there are and are not, how they are handled. It is it is wild to me that like if you say bookmark, the only one in there is like a an Asian bookmark. That's a choice somebody made. And Mm -hmm. then it's like, how many other choices are in there that we might rethink or do differently or expand upon? So yeah, I think it'd be cool to build some kind of more sophisticated emoji council that is run sociocratically and does like a really good job. Right? Uh Uh-huh. And then they'd yeah, have their own what, emoji that only they have to show their status as Emoji to, Council members. To
1: put the, the council approval on certain mm-hmm. messages. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I'm just thinking out loud. If you're listening, Emoji Council, Shadow Emoji <laughs> Council, uh, I would take an invite. So would Rodney. Your choice.
1: You're like the Masons. Um, speaking of things that I want to become normalized in Emoji yes. Land, I, um, Alistair, just... B- Earmuffs for a second. <laughs> I am a big fan of self-emojiing.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And Alistair makes fun of me because I mostly do it in DMs to him when I think I'm being really funny. And then I will laugh at my own Put your joke own
0: laugh on yourself. In stuff, a DM yeah.
1: to him. And I, there is something that feels like meta- in a good way. And it's not the same as just putting the emoji in line and being like, I'm making Mm-mm. a joke here. It's like, I made a joke, and now I'm laughing at my own joke that is at yes. your expense, and we're all aware of what's going on here. <laughs> I find it so, so delicious. I ca- I truly cannot stop myself.
0: I have I'll second guessed. one
1: something that I argue with yeah. him about. I'll just plus one myself. And he's like, I see what you're doing.
0: <laughs> I see what you're doing. I, yeah, I have debated with myself whether I could or should do that many times where I was just like, what I, right. But now that I'm hearing you talk about it, what I'm recognizing that I have not seen before is that in a real human conversation, if I was, making fun of you, for example, I could be laughing while I'm making fun of you. And that's a layered conversation. Like I'm saying you look ridiculous and I'm laughing at you. Yes. And in Slack, there's no way to do that in the same message. And so I do like the idea of being like, here's what I'm saying. And here's how I'm feeling about what I'm saying, Uh which is I'm laughing at you. Yes. (laughs) I think that's fair.
1: Exactly. And also it's like, if you're making fun of me and it's really funny, then you might also afterward be like, I'm hilarious, which also you right. get at with the self emoji.
0: Yeah.
1: You're just like, aren't yeah. we having a great, aren't I having a great time right now? Totally. <laughs> I just want totally. everyone to know. Yeah. So in addition great. to the council, I want self emojiing to become more of a thing. Cause I just find it really, really entertaining. Mm.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the reason that, uh, that is so interesting to me is that, it goes back to the layers of meaning thing and also to the efficiency thing. Mm. Which I think some people listening, maybe if they're coming at this from like a productivity lens or an efficiency lens, could be like, what is this episode even about? What are you talking about? Why does this matter? And I think the reality is like, this is about, to me, this is about three things really that are going on at the same time. One is emotional signal, which is not present in text at the level we need. So it's about like communicating what's going on inside us one part of it is about efficiency because when i choose to use an emoji i am making less work like i'm going faster than writing oh this is really good i really like it instead Mm -hmm. you get a murmur heart so like there's there's a savings that goes on there an energetic savings and then the third piece that we just glanced off of but is also really important is like Actual process and and functionality, which is to say, if the emoji triggers a process or means something in a process that makes the work go, then it's not only efficient or, or communicative, it's literally making the work go. Like you, when yeah. you want the ticket to be done in your intercom customer service channel and you click the checkbox and now it closes the ticket, like, yeah, that's real work that yeah. you're, you're doing real work when you use it. So I feel like those are the three lanes And they all serve a purpose.
1: Yeah. And that made me think of two things that are related to your lanes. One is, I think emojis give us freedom to be more emotional than we would be just in text. Because it's like, I probably wouldn't, well, I mean, I would because I do. But I wouldn't all the time use the word love in text in Slack, in public channels. I mean, I do a lot, but not all the time. But right. I use a heart emoji all the time. And yeah. I think there's something really human about the freedom of, like, a pre-created button that represents how we're feeling about something. And it really lowers the stakes to, like, make the mad face emoji instead of being like, I'm very angry with you right now. Uh yeah. In a way that I think is really positive. I also just as you were talking was thinking about like how important this is globally. Cause it's like yes, every organization uses emojis differently and develops their own emoji language over time. And so it's not necessarily so particularly anchored to A specific culture. It's like anchored to the culture of that team or system in a way that I think really spans like regional nuance and lingual nuance and emotional nuance in a great way, where it's like the people here use emojis like this, regardless of where in the world they sit or what their um, primary language spoken is. Um, And I just think, you know, in both of those instances, to your point, they might seem like. They're about communication. But ultimately, Mm. they're about the efficiency of communication, which is conveying what's under the surface and having a shared global language so that more people can participate seamlessly.
0: And, you know, to your point about love versus a heart, I do think there's something to the fact that symbolic language predates written language the way we know it today. And there's something different about knowing the feeling of a drawing or the feeling of an iconographic symbol versus the feeling of a word.
1: Mm-hmm. They hit
0: different in my body and in my mind when I see them. Mm. And and like one of them, like the heart emoji just kind of goes all the way to the core. There's no like interruption. There's no processing. And yeah. the other one I have to like do a little bit of extra processing to be like, Oh, this is a set of shapes that equals a word that equals a meaning uh-huh. And and the symbol is just like, oh, that's the meaning. Like I don't uh-huh. have to do as much legwork to get it. So there's something different and more freeing about doing that. And and I think that it it changes the way it feels when you think about like frequency or psych safety or vulnerability or whatever. Like putting a heart on something is a lot easier to do and to receive than yeah. love. Yeah, uh, in some weird way. Although I was looking at another stat that we had from from Slack, you were talking about the globalization of this, and I agree that it is infinitely customizable. But the stat that they shared was that um, Indian, Chinese, and American workers are most likely to find emoji-less texts or things that are missing emojis lacking in some way mm. compared with other global respondents. So, like mm-hmm. Indian, eighty five percent feel that it's lacking if it doesn't have that. Uh, Chinese, 74%, American, 71%, and then 58% globally. So there is something rific about certain cultures compared to others. That's and so I don't know, I mean, I'm sure some sociologist or anthropologist or something could help us walk that around.
1: Yeah, fascinating.
0: To wrap up, why don't we do this? Let's each share one Emoji tip or trick to try, like something to do in the week ahead to have a little bit more fun with emojis in our lives. I'll say the the one action I recommend is go and find some instance of a process or a motion that happens in your in your system a lot where you need agreement or action or a reaction from a person or a system and try to automate it, try to figure out a way to actually have an emoji mean that something is happening somewhere else using Zapier or Slack workflows or whatever the case may be. But let's make the attempt to make an emoji actually trigger something is my one reco for the road.
1: Okay. Mine is try using an emoji that you don't use all the time (laughs) In response to something that actually makes you laugh. Because it will show your teammates some part of your personality that they might not see when you're just thumbs-upping things.
0: (laughs) The octopus is under-leveraged. You could start there. There you go. Uh, That seems like a good place to draw things to a close. If this was a Slack thread, Rodney would be putting a thumbs-up on it at this point. Um, It's time to go. So let's cut loose.
1: If you like what you're hearing, a review would mean a lot. Consider it a late birthday present for Aaron to leave him five stars. He would love it. <laughs> or forward our show to someone who needs to learn more about emojis. Forward it to your boss and be like, I'd really like to speak an emoji language with you. What do you
0: think? Yes. Let's up our emoji game together. A quick tip of the hat to Taylor Marvin for making us sound good. Brave New Work is produced by The Ready, where we help organizations around the world change the way they work, and we emoji all sorts of stuff with them along the way. You can get in touch with us by emailing podcast at theready.com. And as for you, thanks for listening. Now go change something.